Oh man. Motherfucking booty juice. Hello y'all. Welcome. We are back with another episode of the Smart Trip Podcast. It's your boy Ant. Westmo Germs. <laughs> My name is Miles. Yeah, we have been here drinking booty juice. That's the sponsor. We gotta give a shout out to Booty Juice. Shout out to Booty Juice. Um, yeah, shout them out, but yeah, but we ain't drinking that right now. You're drinking Booty Juice. They not drinking booty juice. They are actually drinking Budweiser. What's this black lager with Jim Beam in it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Throw us a sponsorship, man. What's up, Budweiser? Um, yeah. What a, what a clink at y'all. Cheers, what a clink. cheers, cheers. Another cheers. week. Another week. We just came off the hike. What was it like five miles? Yeah, four, four, four five know. miles. <clears throat> Eleven thousand steps. I know that. I know it was eleven thousand steps, though. <laughs> Yo, those a lot of steps. Whatever it was, it was niggas was stepping. Nah, y'all can't see what I'm doing with my feet. I'm nah, stepping. I'm sore. I was I was stepping before we stepped. Oh yeah, miles worked out. I did like at least ten miles today. I worked out today. Jeremy worked out today. Nah. Yeah, so that was your only workout. Mm. It's all good though. You worked out though. As long as you keeping that heart pumping and moving, you're good. But you got to keep it moving. Health is yeah. wealth. <clears throat> Health is definitely wealth. How was y'all's gentleman's week, though? Mm. Boy, this week, this week, this week was actually a success, though. Ran into a lot of collaborations, potential um, work for the summer slash spring, late spring. Mm. So, um... Yeah, just moving forward, man. Not not letting this coronavirus stop progression in uh professional developments. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of things in the back in the back end that's that's definitely about to come into fruition. I ain't gonna talk about it right now, but at least not on, on air. <clears throat> you but, yeah. No problem. I had a good day, week. I had a yeah, successful week, good good meetings and everything <clears throat> like that. Yeah, it was a it's a good productive week. Exercise means it was good. How about yours, Jeremy? Man, my joint was it was I ain't gonna lie, man. It was trying, you know. Um started out the week with a little bit of a tragedy tragedy. Um, but you know, this COVID, this uh corona shit is 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 touching everybody. So um everybody that's been affected by it, losing people, I wanna say my thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, and your family, you know, everybody losing loved ones and whatnot. Yeah, man. I actually, um, speaking of that, I actually lost, uh, I'm gonna call him my uncle, but he's actually my brother's uncle. He passed away from the coronavirus. Um, he was up in age, but, um, he was just, you know, one of those types of people that was like real social, real vibrant. So like. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's missing him right now. So, mm-hmm. like you said, my heart do go out to those people who's losing people right now because <clears throat> it's hard to even like plan for a funeral because 
a lot of like places not necessarily yeah people doing virtual funerals yeah they're not necessarily they're not, they're not letting it happen so mm-hmm. just imagine like how many funeral homes is closing it's like last week when we was talking about the bodies that was being piled up in certain uh not last week but a couple weeks ago we was talking about certain bodies being piled up in certain hospitals because nursing i mean not nursing homes but like funeral homes and morgues you know they closing mm-hmm. not closing but yeah they closed yeah. so Overfield, not even overfield. It's like they closed. Some of them are closed, so it's like the hospitals are open, and they got like refrigerator units where they keeping bodies, and that's starting to overflow. So they putting bodies in like random rooms and just hoping that like you ain't hear about New York. They found what three or four U holes Mm -hmm. with bodies in it, dead bodies. What? Yeah, man. Everywhere they running out of space. People not claiming bodies. People not doing things. Yeah, man. It's wild. That yeah, is wild. yeah, and it's getting out of control with with that. So because of all that that's going on, it's just like it's a lot. <coughs> it's a it's a crisis. Everybody's overwhelmed. <coughs> don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I even lost family members. Even honestly, you guys remind not. Yeah, you guys reminded me. Yeah, I, I did have a loss this week. Um, I think I had a loss. I'll be real with you guys. I've been a, I had a loss every single week, unfortunately. Yeah, cause you got a lot so, of people from New York. So yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's almost like ground zero. Ground zero for real. Again, you, let me I, let me ask you this. Shit. Being let me ask you this. Being that you are you know from New York and being that is this whole thing has touched you differently. What are your thoughts on them considering opening up this month? You think it's like too soon? Like, what you? What's your thoughts on it? My thoughts, um, honestly, my personal thoughts. The government, they could do whatever they want. I'm gonna move, however, I seem fit. I'm honestly, personally, I'm gonna stay inside until twenty one. I could work from home, which is which is good. Don't get me wrong. I go in the office a couple of times, but that's about it. Honestly, when <clears throat> everything that's going on in New York, they want to open everything back up, but they haven't made any precautions. They haven't done anything. They they have just been doing treatment. So they just want to open up. I understand the economy and everything like that, but there's there's more to go with it, which I just feel that yeah, everything is being rushed, even now to the whole um, vaccinations. You know, everything is being rushed. Take your time. I mean, even with the vaccine, I mean, I, they haven't really come out with a vaccination yet. But what they have come out with is, I forgot the name of the drug, but um, Trump has like, kind of like okayed it. Bleach? No, <laughs> not the bleach shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, technically, yeah. Te- okay. Ponso, I'm, not a, I'm not a Trump supporter. Fabuloso, I'm sorry. But technically, when he was on the platform talking about it, he necessarily didn't say use this shit. Now you gotta go back and really like hear what he said. It was more of a hypothetical type of situation that people who are, in my opinion, don't have that many brain cells in their heart in their head to begin with to even go to their cabinet and say, Yeah, nigga, bleach. I'ma take bleach and bypass the whole warning label on there and say, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna cure me. When have you like come on bro? 
that's 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 that, that that's my thought on that. But <laughs> there's also a drug I forgot the name of it that he was talking about that like people are showing signs of like quicker recovery from it from the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So he's like trying to say like this is something that they gonna put out on the market. Not even put out on the market. It's already out there, but they're starting to like say that this is something that they're considering people to use yeah. to like not necessarily get cured from the virus, but like speed up recovery for those people who are already showing signs of like recovery. So <clears throat> I'm just like, <clears throat> you got to look at you got to look at you got to look at it at that at that at that point. Like people are seeing like some signs of like hope. Mm -hmm. But you still got to have some type of precautions because, like you said, like, not everybody is thinking on the level that you at. Like, even right now, today, today is Saturday, and it's very hot in D.C. It's the warmer the weather so many gets, people out there. Just yeah, the warmer the weather gets, chilling. the harder it's going to be for people to stay inside. Yeah. Well, we're natural human beings that, well, that we like the sun, we like the sunlight. Mm -hmm. We need vitamin D. You know, we get the vitamin D from the sun. I'm not going to lie. I've been outside all day today, and it was the best feeling. My sinuses, everything is just free-flowing. It's like, man, my brother, you've been locked up for two months. <laughs> I've been outside for two months, so now it's just like, all right, I got to go out more, wait for the for the day to get right. You know, the weather's yeah. going to get good. And honestly, it's going to be very hard to keep people in, especially in the major cities like New York, to keep people in. When the weather is good, you can't really keep people inside because people are already inside. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, some let's be real, in some, certain situations, people have nowhere to go or they just don't even want to be inside or they can't be inside. Mm -hmm. Or matter of fact, you know what? I live with my grandparents and everything like that. So the best thing for me to do is to stay outside, unfortunately. You know, that's how some people think. Well, yeah. So, <clears throat> well, in Michigan, you got the governor over there who is like trying to basically take control of the whole, I guess, situation, the whole virus situation, and basically like taking it in her own hands. It's like saying, like, I can let me be a governor, let me have sovereignty over my own state uh -huh. and take over this. So, she was having the actual like meeting. In Lansing, and people stormed that building, like on some like shut this whole shit down. We strapped like people was literally in there with guns, like because Michigan does have an open carry law. Mm -hmm. So it's like my thing is like when you got somebody like that that's trying to that's trying to at least like. Take control of the situation. Mm -hmm. And you got citizens that's not really in in line with that ideology. That's where it's like that's that's where shit can get really dangerous. Cause you see, like right now, like those people just stormed the place and they had guns. What if they used them? What if there's other states with other with other Best believe with, other states is gonna be paying attention to yeah, that. Yeah. Just think about all these other Facebook groups or like all types of like groups that's together right now. That's that's talking about. Let's rally together. We we see what Michigan did. They did it this way. Let's 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 do it another way. <laughs> what was the end like? What what was the ending of that? Like what? 
What did they come to? What resolution did they come to? And why did they storm the... Because uh... Um, basically, like, they're just trying to get the governor to open up the state for real, for real. Like, so, it's a lot of shit that shut down in Michigan. Like, that's like... Just think about it, like, so Michigan... So citizens are like, yo, open this shit back up. Open this shit back up because back Michigan work. is such a... It's such a... Um, <clears throat> it's... I forgot the type of... What, like, what they're going off of. Basically, like, industrial shit is, like... This is like they got supply chains, basically. Yeah. Like all them supply chains, you know, the factories and everything that's yeah, out there. Factories out there. So just imagine, like right now, like you can, you can, you can not um, sacrifice like going to the grocery store, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you can sacrifice on like getting maintenance on your car. You can sacrifice on getting a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sacrifice on getting some type of like industrial thing. That yeah. people have to be in these factories. People have to be like on these lines to work, and it's a lot of factories, factory workers in Michigan. So, with that being said, it's like a lot of people. It's twenty five percent of of the state that's about that's in that's filing for uh, unemployment. So that's one in four people in Michigan right now. Michigan is a big state, so you got people yeah, that's, that's in like people right there. Yeah, you got people that's in like Upper Peninsula, like people in like Grand Rapids. You got people that's like. In the affluent neighborhoods, that's not really being as affected because they so they so kind of isolated. Like yeah. then Detroit and like Flint and like Saginaw, you know, like places that's like really metropolitan, like like that those type of areas. Like you got like elbow to elbow contact with certain people and shit. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to say like we good up here. Like you can you can open us up like. Keep Mich- keep 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 Detroit keep the Detroit metropolitan area closed down for us for 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 a couple more months, but let us open up. So you got all those types of people that's like it's different ideologies and shit. So everybody trying to just basically just live right now. So and if you're trying to get unemployment right now, it's it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, everybody's just trying to live. Yeah. So everybody has a different ways of living. So everybody want to do different things and mm-hmm. and living. Some people feel that, hey, I just got to work. <clears throat> so I got to work to make my money. So let me let me just work. Yeah. So, of course, I understand the perspective of the residents in Michigan wanting to storm the building and just like, yo, just open it back up. Y'all need to work. I'm yeah. willing to take that risk. But then, unfortunately, yeah, it goes back to the, to the, survival, to the survival part and the pre- preparation part that's lacked in our communities. You know... We we need to have our emergency funds and saving funds, you know, at least three three to six months out. We don't we don't got to be doing all this other stuff because yeah, look what's going on. But that's something that has to be taught in like communities that we live in, like with with that mentality. Like, when did you even learn that you have to have an emergency fund? Like, how old were you when you learned that? When you get a job and all, and so that's why all you know that you got to do to keep on making money is get have a job. But I'm saying, like, when did you learn that you have to have, like, that it's almost like a, a a a cardinal law, a cardinal rule where you need to have at least three to six months worth of Probably funds for me. Like, for me, it was in high school. For me, it was in high school. Like my my uh, my aunt and uncle talk, told me, okay. yeah, you need to have a you need to have a checking and a savings. You need to. From your paycheck, at least put at least ten percent from your paycheck. First off, tithing offerings. Then from like ten percent 
from you know what you get on your check, yeah. put it in your savings, and just let just every time every check put ten percent of your check in your savings and build it up. Yeah, that's what was taught to me. I didn't learn that until like high school. So okay, so when did you learn, Miles? When I learned, I I, I learned in high school. What is it to me is when I started implementing it later in my twenties. So to me, I just feel it's a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. We we know the information, but it's a matter of actually doing, you know, because of certain See, situations. And on on top of that, though, um, to to your yeah to your point though, even though it was taught to me in high school, it wasn't taught to me in high school. That was taught to me at home. See, yes. that's something that but should be taught in of, school. I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about like where you learned it. I'm saying like like the, the the point of your age. So you y'all saying y'all learned this this information that you need to have some type of like just like financial literacy was introduced to you in high school. Yeah. Whether it when was I in, high, whether yeah. it was by parent, guardian, or some type of institution that you was involved in. Yeah. Me, I didn't even under I didn't even know about this shit until well into after high after college. Like, I didn't even, like, my mind wasn't even there yet. So, like, that's why I'm saying, like, to even, like, say, like, to even, like, try to go at certain people or, like, say that you don't know things yeah. is very hard because a lot of people don't even know this to even say that they can't do, like, that they're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you're very ignorant to, that, to the fact that you, that <clears throat> financial literacy is even a subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, and then well, financial literacy was one part. The other aspect is just preparation. Mm-hmm. You gotta always prepare for something. Like we always like, let's be real. We always preparing for somebody to disrespect us. Yeah, call us out of our name, look at us funny. What? Uh, give us the finger, like something. Mm-hmm. We always we we always looking for for those type of things. Yeah, but we're not we're not looking for for the, for those other things. Yeah, the, those the survival things, those type of things that. Yeah. That should that should actually matter in a sense, yeah. but I most definitely understand. And unfortunately, you know, yes, within our communities, we're not given those those type of privileges, and we're not giving those type of respects to That's or those advancements to actually save or put us in a better mm-hmm. situation financially. That's what I'm saying. It's so like, a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us are paycheck to paycheck. A lot of families are paycheck to paycheck. A lot of <coughs> people are not working. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are waiting on on the check. They already mm-hmm. were we're on. A, Unemployment. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of okay, what do I have to do now, or what's going on? Am I still going to get my check? No, what's going on? Let me figure out what's going on. Everything is in disarray. So every, everything is in disarray. So everybody just feels that hey, everything just has to go back to normal, rather than hey, we're not going back to normal. So just think about the other people though. So like, have y'all been paying attention to the people that's getting unemployment? Yeah. So, like, there are people who are getting way more than they have even made. Mm-hmm. So, this is where I'm scared. <clears throat> where, like, some of these people who are already complacent with the jobs that they had. Yeah. So, it's like, nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And I'm not, I'm not downgrading or talking about anybody. Like, if, if, if this is where you at in life, this is where you at this in life. This is where you at. So... You have this job. You're not getting that much money. And then that company 
goes under because of the coronavirus and now mm -hmm. you have to file for unemployment. This unemployment check used to be like what 70% of what you made. Mm -hmm. Now it's like you getting your your whole your whole shit plus smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like now you're making more money not working than you have been working. So mm -hmm. just think about the mentality of complacency that's being instilled in the average Joe right now. I don't think it's this is is complacency. As I said, it was is more so of an opportunity to get more money right now. So mm -hmm. a lot. So I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Like a lot of people, they would rather be on unemployment than have a job right now, and they would not. They may not try to advance their situation and, in a sense, blow their money. So, and that's what I agree with. I, I, I agree that that's a possibility, but at, also at the same time, it's an opportunity to get the extra money. If, if we're thinking of long-term survival. Yeah, if you're thinking of long-term survival. Now, Be because that money's coming from somewhere. Yeah, you yeah. always got to think this, this money coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's long term survival. I'm th I'm talking about right now the average person that's <clears throat> like just thinking like, wow, my check ain't never had no comma in it. <clears throat> like, <laughs> like of those course. people's like, wow, I'm I'm now starting to see a comma in my check. Of course, I was young. So I was I, like, I, I was young. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy shit. No, yeah, you know. Yeah, like I'm saying, like, but with that mentality now, it's like, I, I used to, I used to bust my ass to make eight hundred dollars on my check. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sitting playing FIFA, and making twelve hundred. I'm getting six hundred a week. <laughs> I'm making twelve hundred on my check now. So it's like, hold on, <laughs> this is. This yeah. is this is this is a little bit easy for me now. Now my hands is up. Now my hands is behind my back. I mean behind my head. Now 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 I got an ottoman. I ain't never had an ottoman before. Now I done bought a sectional. Like now I'm really chilling in my crib now because I'm 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 good right now. And then this this virus thing goes on for more months. And then the government still feeds me. Still feeds me this this unemployment. And then the economy turns around. And then inflation happens. And then all this shit starts to go south for like motherfuckers who did not put money into investments. People who were not who were not thinking in that long term investment shit that like you were saying. Like those people who I'm thinking about or like are going to inevitably go down because financial literacy was not taught to them at such an early age. It's like even trying to learn certain things right now is like hard for me because. I got to really tap into a whole different part of my brain because mm -hmm. this is something that I never <clears throat> even thought about. <clears throat> so I'm I'm grateful that I'm not <clears throat> I'm not in that in that tax bracket or that realm of some of these people who are going to get, you know, who are going to go down in that situation. I'm grateful that I have a salary type job where even though all of this is going down, like I'm still yeah. My check is still gonna come in, and it's still gonna be coming in as long as, <laughs> as long as like my entity is still working. Yeah, but within that same time, you, you your gears are still turning because you understand that, hey, yeah, yo, I wanna. This ain't gonna be forever. One, this ain't gonna be forever, and, and two, it's like, yo, I kind of like getting paid doing nothing. 
or not getting paid doing, I don't want to say get paid doing, because let's be real, all of us want to get paid doing nothing. Yeah. Right? I love yeah. residual income. So, in, in a sense, what, I'm, what I mean with that is just basically, what does, how can you continue making that, that money that you're making now? How can you re replace it? And then, and substitute and substitute those those days. Well, yeah, you're not working every day, but bust, busting your ass. Entrepreneurship. You have to like be able to put that money that you're making into something else that you know or that you hope that is going to elevate you financially and be able to recession proof hustle. Yeah, re recession proof hustle. Basically, yeah, that's just in this in the. Simple way of putting it. You have to have some type of recession-proof hustle. And entrepreneurship is the, the glorified way of saying that. But if I have trust <clears> issues, <throat> how are you going to convince me that that now I got to take my money that I work so hard to save and get a hustle to give it to somebody else? Or, the, or for me to now... Oh, then you might not even else. necessarily need to use your own money because... One of the, one of the things is like one of the one of the things they talk about in just being financially literate is sometimes you don't have to use your own money. You just you know depending on what and that's another thing you got to figure out what you like, what you what are you into, because there's there's a hustle for anything. Like what are you into? What do you like? Yeah. I'm I, he's talking about using somebody else's money. <clears throat> I'm talking about. As far as you having some type of passion, like you working this job and you've been working this job for a long time. You're not getting paid the way you want to get paid. And now you're sitting on your butt getting paid more than you have been getting paid. Whatever your passion is, like now is the time where you have actual time to delve into that passion. I'm not saying go put your shit in stock investments. That is very, I, I think that is something that's smart, but... I'm talking about investing you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, what do you want to do? Like, you got to have some type, something that you love to do. Something that you thought, like, hey, maybe if I wasn't doing this, I would probably be doing this. Yep. And uh, now you have that time to actually dive into that what if stage. Because mm -hmm. what if is now, like, it is. <laughs> it ain't no what if no more. It's like, okay, now I got the time. Okay, but then with, with that, mm -hmm. you got to then, you got to then, Ask yourself, ask yourself, hey, as you said, what I, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And then with asking yourself what you want to do, then you start asking questions about yourself. So if you don't know what you want to do, it's going to be hard if you don't Absolutely. have self-identity. Absolutely. Of course, yeah. So, and then to have self-identity, you need self-love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You Definitely. know, you, so you got to know your interests you know, and everything like that. You know, we grow up, unfortunately, not learning to love ourselves. Yeah. You know, so sometimes, it's, a lot of times, it's very hard to to then express what you feel or what you want. I know for me growing up as a, as a male, it was most definitely hard for me to express myself. Mm -hmm. Because anytime I did, I, it, it would get shunned or it, it, would, it would just say, oh, um, that's not how a man's supposed to be or suck it up or yeah or like yeah you're gay or something like that it's like wait yeah. hold on. i'm just telling you how i feel or i like this show or i like this like this 
something. Like I just like something. Yeah. When you're trying to express yourself. So unfortunately, people don't understand or accept a lot of things because they don't love themselves. Mm -hmm. Because they've been criticized and judged for it, for what they like. So they are continuing that cycle of negative reinforcement. And then, of course, that stops us from self-love. So for a lot of... I'm, I'm a guy, so I got to speak from a guy's perspective. For for my and for myself, like yeah, I, I had a lot of doubt about a lot of things. I to, I was second guessing a lot of things, or eventually at a certain point in time, I said, you know what? What's the point of me sharing, sharing my feelings if they're not gonna understand or anything like that? Mm -hmm. They're not gonna take the time to understand. They're just gonna tell me how they feel or or yeah. something like that. So you know what? I'm just gonna shut up. I'm gonna say you're right, and I'm gonna just keep it going. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, you're right, and and I and I, that's what I'm a guy, but I and what I see is a lot of a lot a lot of people. Nah, but do. you but you're right. Like even even with me, like when I was growing up, it was the <clears throat> pretty much the same. My example of a man when I was growing up was my granddad. My my actually my example for love period because I was raised by my grandparents, and that was my like template for. How to love, like how to love a woman, how to what marriage is, like, cause they they went through it. Even when they were older, they went through it. But it was just, you know, even with my granddad, I could tell that he was going through, you know, shit or whatever. But he would never talk about it. So I thought that okay, my my granddad being a real man, this is how real men deal with shit. You can you go through it. You, if you cry, you cry in the shower. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was the shit that I was taught as a man. So you're right. Or you only see that the, ang the angry side. Like yeah. The outburst, like, Whoa! Yeah. No, yeah. And then my, Likewise. then I was, you know, I was, my aunt put, you know, taught me that, no, you, you can actually express how you feel. You know, you can talk about how you feel. That don't make you look no less of a man, no less of a human. And then I started doing that, but. I also ran into a problem with I do that. It could be taken the wrong way, which nine times out of ten, nine times, most times it usually is or whatever. So I'll then I won't even waste my time. Like there's no point in me talking because you're not going to get it for one. So I'll, I'll spare us an argument or whatever or whatever, because you're not at the end of the day, you're not going to get it. But I would feel. That you're not gonna get it. So you feel you that they're not gonna get it, and what's gonna result is an argument. So when you try to or waste so, the time, so, or so, waste the time. So you feel is a waste of time because it's then gonna end up in an argument. Not and yeah, not even not, not, not even not necessarily all, not, not an argument. Time. Yeah, yeah, not all the time, but sometimes it's either gonna end up in an argument or it's gonna be a waste of time. Where you felt that hey, I didn't There's no understanding. Yeah, in we're not gonna get. Yeah, to, and that's what that's what I mean by waste of time. Neither party gets an understanding of, of neither one. That's a waste of time to me. Why you think that's a waste of time? You, because you said you said your point of view. Mm -hmm. They said this, but we didn't get no no type of understanding from it. We neither one of us left <clears throat> with with nothing. Well, you well, it 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 just 
you have to look at it in the in in the in the in the lens of agree to disagree when you at those types of moments where it's like I I I know where I'm coming from and I I can't see where you're coming from so let's just like you said let's not even go there but let's let's at least agree that we both have strong opinions on on, on this topic yeah I I do that now but what I'm yeah. saying is growing up I wasn't doing that yeah. I would not even bring it up <clears throat> I would not even you know I wouldn't just I just I mean but like okay so growing up did you did you <clears throat> You still had the questions. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Did you ever ask the questions? And then, so what made you stop asking the questions? I never even asked questions as a kid, like, growing up. Like, anger for me was more like, I mean, emotions for me was more anger. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I was very angry growing up. Like, it was like... Really, like on that Hulk, on on that Hulk shit, <clears throat> like I didn't like myself when I was angry. I still don't like myself when I'm angry. I feel like that person, and I and I talk about it in the third because I don't like that person. <laughs> like that person is very irrational. That person does not want to hear <clears throat> anything on the other side of the. What you gotta say? Yeah. Part. You got part one, part two. Yeah. Like, like say like. But it it but now it takes me so long to get to that person like mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. when i was a kid it was like zero to a thousand real quick i want to fight i don't even want to argue i just want to fight like mm -hmm. <laughs> we need to get this over with right now barbaric style mm -hmm. so that's where i was when i was growing up and it took me doing a lot of dumb shit like i punched a wall because i was so angry like and i knew i couldn't hit the person that i wanted to hit because it was my principal and I had, I, I'm getting in trouble by my principal, a teacher, and a vice principal, and I'm surrounded by them. And it's like I want to punch somebody, and I ain't about to punch neither one of y'all. <laughs> so let me go ahead and punch the next thing that's to me, this inanimate object that's gonna break my hand. <laughs> so okay, like so like the doing like destructive behaviors like that is what kind of made me ask myself like, why am I doing this shit? Like, it's like, why am I doing this? And I actually, like, I had to really step outside myself. And this is something that I tell a lot of people. You have to take emotions out of a lot of your situations where you have to really look at it from a different lens. Almost like an out-of-body experience where you're just looking at the actual situation. It was like, did I need to get that angry? Like, do I need to be this angry right now? That's where, like, mindfulness and all that shit come into play where you actually have to know yourself in that present moment and be rooted in this moment. Yeah, you got to be mindful. You got to be knowledgeable. You got to know yourself, love yourself, and to to love yourself. Yeah, you got to like honestly. So you if you don't know yourself, yeah, <laughs> if you don't know yourself, you can. And honestly, yeah. what I look look at it at look at it as <clears throat> is by saying, I want to. I got to talk to myself how I want to be treated. Mm. A lot of us we don't talk to ourselves like how we want to be treated or spoken to. We talk to ourselves like how others talk to yeah. to us. Or what yeah. we learn. Oh, you dummy, you idiot. Like, oh, you stupid. I was just about like, to say that. Like, when oh, you mess you up on something, you be like, man, that was so stupid. Like, you, like, like come on. You, 
or, or easily or a simple comparison. Oh, this mm. person ain't doing it. Oh, my sister don't do that. Oh, you ain't. I got parents like they even compared. Like, don't don't. I want you to be like Johnny. Don't be like Joe. Mm. <laughs> but I feel like that's what shaped like that narrative right there. Like, don't be like this person or you need to be like this person or just that whole comparing aspect like that to me was very shaping in my in my life like that was something that I was always hearing growing up like because I got uncles I got brothers like I got cousins I got a lot of people I got family members that went through real life situations because they grew up in Detroit in the at the wrong era so <laughs> It's just a lot of things that they just had not not had to, but they just went through be, went through because it was just that time. So you ever ask why? Why not, what? Like why? I mean, why don't don't be like them? Why don't be like them? I or, mean, or, or did or as a child did you understand? Because I you mean, saw, yeah, it was like it was or, very like, and that's where okay, and that's where it was like that's 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 even another another conversation because it's like growing up in these types of situations where you five years old and you know wholeheartedly with what. What weed smells like, and what, and no, and and know mm-hmm. know that I, and being able to identify the substance that this smell is coming yeah. from, and know exactly what this shit is. I know like, what beer tastes like. What at beer, five. like yeah, like knowing what beer tastes like at a young age. It's like mm-hmm. seeing certain situations growing up, and it's like the this this stuff you don't. These are like formative years of your life, where it's like your brain is a a, a real sponge. So it's like all of these things is shaping you. So growing up seeing those things is it's just like wow. It's very like it's 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 crazy because it's like you look at certain kids growing up now, or not even now, but it's like at a different side of the track and it's like you actually get to grow up and be a kid. Like I gotta grow up and actually experience this t- this different type of trauma. You may have a trauma, you may be going through traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. but the, the traumatic experiences that I'm going through on this track is shaping me in a whole different level. You can go home and play video games. Yeah, we both can go home and play video games. But oh, shit, I can't. I could. But, well, I couldn't. But I'm just saying, like, we both could go home and play video games. But at that same time of us playing video games at 8 p.m., you got your door unlocked and just chilling. Like, but I got bars on my window and I'm like playing in the basement because I don't want to get shot. Like, <laughs> type situations, like things like that. People are growing up on two different sides of just the other track and not even knowing that. This is happening over there. Like, just think about it. Like, how many friends you didn't, or associates you done ran into in college, and you just had to just like explain yourself. <laughs> like, not even explain yourself, but just like, this is who I am. Like, this, the reason why I'm doing these things is I because this is where I everybody. came from. You got to do that with everybody. You got to explain yourself with everybody because everybody's different. I feel like you shouldn't have to explain yourself to everybody. Why? Not? Whoa. Okay, that's a point where I disagree with. I think you have to do, explain yourself to everybody. I don't think necessarily. I, like you ex- have to. when I say explain, explain <clears throat> who you are. Why? I mean, why, like, like, why? like introducing yourself. Or, yeah, like, like, like introducing yourself, and then also like explaining yourself, like in what you like, what you don't like. You know, your favorites, your, your not favorites, like. Because because what I feel with that is is that it's a certain expectation. Like we just expect certain things. Like, I mean, like okay, like, because because easily put, I don't. 
everything I, I learned about you is either through experience or you told me. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I go off of just experience and you not and you're not telling me anything, I, I'm still missing a piece. Mm-hmm. But right. But my so, thing- so so that's what I'm saying. I, I feel that people gotta you you got you have to tell people, explain people to people who you are. But okay, my well, where where I was coming from was like I don't have to explain the things that I do. Like when you question like why are you doing these things? Like me coming from the hood, me going outside without a shirt on, because this is just something that I literally grew up doing. Like mm-hmm. if it's the summertime, I don't wear shirts. Me neither. Like it's just something that I'm I grew up doing. Like if I go outside and I'm about to take the trash out and now I'm in a different neighborhood and I'm I got neighbors looking at me like, What the hell? Why are you walking outside without a shirt on? I feel like I don't have to explain that to you. Like, there's just certain things that I feel like I shouldn't have to explain to you. Like, if you want to get to know me, then I will explain this to you. I don't have to, but I will if you want to. And if if I feel as though, like, you are that type of person that I can vibe with your energy and I can invite you into my circle. And now I'll give you these explanations to these things that I have been doing that you're curious about. If you haven't already had some type of third eye and use your own discernment to say, okay, this is something that people do in a different realm of where I'm from. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is is that basically people have to get comfortable with you and or you have to get comfortable with people. Definitely. To then, Most definitely. To, definitely. to then explain yourself. Most definitely. Because yeah. I'm that type of person, period. I'm oh, not, yeah, I ain't. Oh, okay, so yeah. back to, so back in to a sense it. you're agreeing that yeah. you, you want to explain yourself. I Okay. But, you have to be comfortable yeah, okay. with the person because easily put, people are always going to have questions. Yeah, people are always going to have opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you said, yo, this is how I grew up. This is what's known. Yeah, I'm likewise. Even though yo, I'm a big guy, but I don't be walking around without a shirt. I put on a, the tank top or a yeah. jersey. I grew up in the jersey era, mm-hmm. so you wear a jersey and all that stuff. You do it different ways, right? But I understand. <clears throat> But if I want to understand you, I'm going to then, then ask you, yo, all right, we're, we're at an amusement park, bro. Why you don't have a shirt on? They signed, the sign says to wear a shirt. So, because... <laughs> Man, I ain't see that sign. <laughs> so, I, so I understand it. it's times. I understand it's, it's, it's being it's comfortable. It's out here. But, but then I like to say is, is about how the questions is asked. Because because everybody expects a certain thing. Okay. That's everybody weird. has everybody has expectations. But like did you hit on the nail with a hammer? It's how you ask. Like mm-hmm. if you come in and I know that you are truly like inquisitive about this situation, then I'll indulge I'll indulge in this conversation. But if I know that you come in purely off of just straight, I wanna like make fun of this situation or like I just I I I'm trying to understand it but I'm icky about asking you like those type of people I don't feel like I even want to even talk to you mm. I might even get I may even get cool with you later on and down the line and then give you that explanation why I didn't want to even talk to you because I felt that your energy <laughs> and the way that you came to me was not correct I don't like. I just don't want to put myself in a 
in in realms or rooms with people who have that type of that type of like vibe where they just look at you and it's like I I don't understand you. I want to ask you, but I don't even really I I only want to ask you because I just want to know. I don't even want to get to know you. I just want to know type shit. And you might on top like, of that. That's different you, to me. Like if you want to get to know me, then I'll explain. Okay, yeah, like yeah, we can we can talk. Then I'll eventually explain some of the shit that you want to talk about. But like, if you just like, like well, what's that about? I don't, I don't feel like I have to talk to you. I don't feel like I have to explain myself to you. What? What's the difference between wanting to know and getting to know you? Wanting to know something is just like nosy. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to know. I just want to be in the knowing. Like, I just want to know, like, okay, I heard some shit about you. I'm going to ask you about this situation. Why you want to know? Why you want to know? Just because? Just because, okay. just like, I just heard Fuck some off. shit. Or just because, just like, oh, nigga, you, yeah, this ain't, this ain't your conversation. Yeah, and I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even so, know you. Like, okay, or, so, so, so then, because, all right, so what I'm going for is that, then that goes into trust. Mm-hmm. Because... As I said earlier, we all need communication. We all got to communicate. And when we, and just to connect, when we communicate, we break down the expectations that people have on us. But then what stops us from communicating is trusting. And because we have a problem with trusting, then in a sense, we then can't trust ourselves so we second guess ourselves so then at times it's hard to then love ourselves because we don't know well okay so so you're talking about you have to be able to know yourself for one to even love yourself and what I'm talking about is I know my I don't I'm not at a at a, at a period of enlightenment but I know myself enough to know that there are certain triggers that I don't want to be around. Like I don't want to. Okay. I know I, I know I have yeah. a tendency of having a slick tongue if I don't vibe right with a situation, and I don't want to put myself in a situation to say something slick because I don't fuck with what you just said, and then now we going back and forth, and now is now the now the thermostat in this in this room is starting to. It's starting to, you know, go go to the right. <laughs> and it's not really it. It's starting to heat up in here. I don't want that to ever happen anymore. So, and I've I just known not to, like, put myself in, situ- in, in rooms with people that are not cool to me. Like, that are not, like, that just don't have good energy. Because mm. I've been around a lot of people, bro. And it's like, after, after that one experience that I had in college, dog, it's just like, I don't ever want to be... Around somebody that's not really inquisitive about me as a whole, but just wanting to know, just just wanting to know, just to say that I know you, just just to say that I know some shit about you. Like that, that is different than you trying to know me. It's like, yeah, I just want to know some shit about you, just in case somebody asks. It's like, yeah, nigga, I know something about him. Yeah, <laughs> I know something about that person. Okay, so then with everything. You- yeah, but said, like you said, it, trust is very. It's, it goes into that. It that goes trust with the trust, round. and it goes with the vibe. Whatever you yeah. gotta, 
you guys are both agreeing. It goes with the vibe. I'm agreeing yeah. as well. It goes with the vibe. It goes with the questions. It goes with how you feel because yes, yeah, people man, could just talking. people could just say people just ask questions, and and, and we got to build on the trust or yeah because of our our past or certain situations. You know, we gotta build on the trust or ask more questions. Absolutely. So in a sense, just like how we, but what I'm saying is just like how we asking questions. Mm-hmm. We gotta be open to other people asking asking questions. Too. Asking all them damn questions, man. Asking all them questions. But then uh, I understand that, yeah, yeah. Well, what's all these questions about? <laughs> Listen, man. Moral of the story is communication <laughs> is key. Fuck all that shit. Y'all niggas seen that Jordan dot? Oh no. No, we ain't see that Jordan dot. Why you always want to communicate that now? We gotta communicate that. Man. No, that Jordan documentary, like, I've been hearing a lot of you good shit y'all about ain't, All right, we don't... Uh, I haven't heard, but but You've been talking time, about this Jordan documentary for weeks. Last, last time, we was like, we're not going to talk about it. But this time, I actually oh, we want to about talk it. about it because um, I said I was going to watch it, and I haven't got the actual time to actually dive into Netflix to watch it. So... It's not on Netflix. It's, it's not on Hulu. Netflix? It's on Hulu. I mean, yeah, Hulu. My fault. It's on Hulu? Yeah. I knew it was on one of these streaming services. Damn, uh-huh. I'm in, all right. Yeah. Well, I would try Hulu because I'm in. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then go ahead and talk about it because I like I, I heard I heard they got some, I heard they got some good some good some good spicy information about Pippin and um, my main man Isaiah Thomas, Big Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us tell us how you feel. Like I know what is it like six episodes or well, something. We, it'll be it's four right now, right? Yeah, it's four right now. Yeah. Four, no, it'll no. be six on Sunday. It's six out right now. It's six out right now. Yeah, yeah. six out. Oh, yeah, shoot. it's six I out right know. now. So yeah. they did the the first two was Jordan first getting there and Pippen. The second the second one was Rodman and no, I don't know, bro. But let me tell you what the, they. The first one was Jordan. Yeah. The 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 second one was Pippen. Second mm-hmm. one was Pippen. The third one was Rodman. The third one was Rodman. And then the fourth one. The fourth one was was with the was with um it it continued with Detroit and they explained and it like finished up Rodman. Yeah. Rodman is an interesting dude, man. He was one. <laughs> we gotta give it up to Rodman right now, bro. See, and this is why I'm glad people are watching this documentary. We I gotta give it up to it, Rodman, but I already know that they are talking about how great of a rebounder he was. Totally. Yeah, they they was nice. they was, but they also talk about. Just how ahead of him. Let me tell you something, bro. He was dating Carmen Electra and Madonna. Yeah. At the same time? At the, the same time. I don't know if it was at the same time, but it was in the same. Bro, oh, all right, all right. the way he made it sound, it was the same time. So I was about to give him more respect, but okay. Nah, this, this this this, this nigga the top woman. Okay, this nigga Rodman is great, bro. This nigga, if Michael Jordan comes to your hotel room, and he, this is what I love. He went about to this. Vegas to go get him. Yeah, he went to yeah, Vegas yeah. to go I'm, get him, see, bro. I'm, I gotta watch it, bro. That's what I'm saying. And Jordan said, I, "I I went to go to Vegas and get. I'm not gonna tell him. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna say what was in his bed. I'm just. You know, I'm, he's, he didn't even say. I'm not gonna say who was in his bed. This nigga said, I'm not gonna say what was in his bed." So that's just, yeah. It's like what you got, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, and just like Robin is just a, di- a different animal. So they go, they go, they go get them, bring them back, and they uh, <laughs> this is another thing they was doing laps. Uh, well, first off, he comes back in some fucking PJs, bro, and some uh, and some sneaks, and they doing laps around the gym, and you know, how, one how, person runs. How, how, how long was Robin? How yeah, long, how long was Robin going for? Cause I think that three was days, like, three days. They they said they gave him forty eight hours. They had to go back. <laughs> they had to get him in seventy two hours. That was longer than that. You was going for almost a week. It was a week. Like over eighty, like eighty eight plus hours. He was going. Shit, I know. We so he was going for a minute, but yeah, he was going for a minute. Yeah, and he was just partying. Yes, yeah, so he was partying and, and 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 everything with Carmen. Just partying. So they they in practice right and. They're doing this, uh, like, you run around, and the, the person in the last has to come. Indian run. Yeah. yeah. So, they was like, well, shit. They just assumed that this nigga Rodman would be out of shape, because he just been fucking partying this whole time. Nope. So, Phil blow the whistle, Rodman take off, and they they came, they couldn't catch up with they him. They didn't catch up with you. I yeah. Know. So, that nigga Rodman is, is, is different. <clears throat> so, I'm glad. Okay. This is another... Thing that I, I don't know if they mentioned it in this documentary, but Dennis Rodman, when he first got to the Bulls, he went and was like, yo, I want to get all the film on Jordan and Pippen on their shot selections. Just to, not to see like how they shoot, like how they make their shit, just to see how they miss. Just so he can like. They didn't get into that. Bro. I hope they get they into did, that. They didn't he, get into that. They didn't like, get into that. But I'll tell you what they did get into. And it was more so when on the on the Rodman episode, they got into more Rodman. Like Yeah, like like Rodman. Like for example, I give you I yeah. So for per, for example, if you notice when back then when Scotty wasn't playing, Rodman was balling mm-hmm. because Jordan needed him to. He needed him to step up. But then when Pippen came back, you notice that's when Rodman started getting like wild, wild. He didn't really start dyeing his hair until Scotty came back. The first time he dyed his hair, it was yellow and it had black uh, 33s on there. Those 33s for when Scotty, his first game when he came back. And then ever since then, he said he wasn't the same because he was like, I, I didn't feel as if I was needed as much. Cause he was he was getting rebounds and he was scoring while Scotty was gone. Dang, he didn't have to score when Scotty came back. Yeah, so he didn't. That's they got into the psyche of Rodman. What they also got into was uh, the Bad Boys. Oh yeah, and that made me appreciate the Bad Boys too uh, more. And like you got to put some respect on rings. It's 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 ring weight. Like rings weigh different. And what I mean by that is. Maybe some of Isaiah Thomas's rings might weigh heavier than Jordan's. I I will say it. I will say it. Yes. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I'll say at least one or two of Isaiah Thomas's rings weigh more than Jordan's because he was. They was whooping Jordan's ass. Mm-hmm. They beat the Lakers, Lakers. in the finals. But in that. order to beat the Lakers, they had to beat the Celtics. In the Eastern Conference Finals, so let's let's put this all in perspective. They beat Jordan, 
They beat the fucking Celtics. They beat Bird. Yeah, they, Bird they beat the they beat Jordan. They beat Bird. Then they beat fucking uh um what's his nickname. Yeah, and on, on on top of that, they beat the I'm Celtics and the Lakers at a time when Bird and Magic they Magic. weren't on yeah. a down on yeah, a Magic. decline. They weren't on a decline. Though those rings was really something. Mm-hmm. They was really something. That's like ring weight. That's what I'm telling you. Ring weight. Yeah, three one three stand up, y'all. Yeah, no, and I'll say with that, I always respected Detroit and everything with that. Because as I told you guys before, like Dominique Wilkins, that's one of my favorite players. So I like that era. And then honestly, I like respected Detroit for how they played, especially back in the day. Yeah, um, I, they brought grit not, to the court. <laughs> I, I, I like I I'm not saying a bad boy mentality, but you know I, I like the the physicality. Mm-hmm. First of you know, all, so so I you know I, I respected you, that that part of the game. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Diddy, bad boy. What no, what y'all understand? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, Diddy, uh-uh, uh-uh. Diddy, bad boy. Where you think got it from? Huh? Huh? Take that. Huh. Take that. <laughs> no problem at all. But in a way that that's what I respected, and honestly, yeah, then, then, then my. My other player, my other favorite player, um, Jerry Stackhouse, from back in the day when I when okay. I first started getting to the love of basketball. That Shout out to my Jerry Stackhouse. First number, bro, forty two. That was my first basketball number, dog, because of Jerry Stackhouse. Stack, yo, was my first. Shout out to number. Stack, man. Stackhouse, man. Charlotte Hornets, you know what I'm saying? Jerry Stackhouse, Baron Davis, PJ Brown, you know what I'm saying? You know how we do. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets, that that purple and blue, you know what I mean? Yo, everybody, everybody was sleeping on Stackhouse. Stackhouse was a was a good player. I res- I respected him on the, on the team and everything. So it was like, and especially in that. So back back. So even going back to the early time, back to the Jordan time and the era. You know, that learning about the Pistons because of Stackhouse it gave me more respect. You know, it was like, oh, okay, okay. You know, learning the history and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm glad that the documentary is out now that that everyone could understand that that era because it was it was a lot going on and I'll be real. There's a lot that's not being said. There's a lot that's Absolutely. not being said. You know that those are documentaries on documentaries right there. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like that's a goldmine right there. If they mm-hmm. really want to put it together. Mm-hmm. Because let's be real, Rodman got his own story right there. Especially Absolutely. as we, the one thing Jeremy ain't touch on is a mental health. Yes, you know, Rodman. Yes, that man. Was... Rodman went through many stages of mental health, many stages of depression. Yes, drug abuse. Drug abuse. You know, like I like Madonna told Rodman, "Yo, be who you want to be." <laughs> yep, she low key like they so, they highlighted that Madonna freeing him pretty much. So, so it's like these these things here that that could be that could be said because even even down to the um, when yeah even when Rodman was dating Carmen Electra yeah on the after show what have you they they did say that oh on the first date Rodman w- went on the um, off ramp he drove with Carmen on the off ramp mm. in the opposite direction of traffic it's like wow because he wanted to thrill even in the video he was like yo I just wanted to thrill I just wanted to feel. Hey man, to say that easily put to go to say what we were saying earlier. He wanted to hurt. feel pain. He wanted to feel pain. That's what, you know. He wasn't communicating. He just wanted to do things. All I'm saying is, <laughs> you drive on the wrong that. side of the road on the on ramp, bro, with me in the I car. Bring it back on that side. You man. had 
better well kill me it's been good talking to y'all again it's been another episode of the smart trip podcast westmo germs yeah man it's ant signing out man my name is miles make sure y'all drink that booty juice booty it's very delicioso and healthy for you